0: Welcome again to H2 with Denise Villan-Mejia talking about health and hypnosis. Today my guest is Larissa Bellotti who is going to talk to us about a a new, not a new technique, she won't go into the mechanics of the hypnosis but to talk about the kinds of issues that she's working with. Hi Larissa, I'm so sorry. Hi Larissa. Hi Denise, thank you for having me. You're welcome.
1: So yeah, so I've been um yeah working with a variety of people with a variety of issues really over the years um but what I've been working on recently um and the thing that I'm quite excited about is uh, I recently worked with someone who um had Tourettes and I'd seen her for a phobia um and during that time we kind of got chatting and she was talking about her Tourettes and things and I know another hypnotherapist who's helped a couple of people with this. So we decided to to work on that and we just had the most fantastic results. So um I'm very excited about this. And you know, I want to I want to look more and delve more into this side of things.
0: Okay. When we were talking earlier, um you'd actually given a better definition of Tourette's than I have heard. Most people think of it, what you see on television. Just like, what you see of hypnotist on television isn't really what yes. most are. Most Tourette's people do not walk around swearing at the world, <laughs> just at random. So could you just give a little bit of overview of what this lady was dealing with and what she yes, wanted sure. to
1: change? So um, I didn't know much about Tourette's either until I started working with her. And then obviously she told me a lot and I did a lot of research. And Tourette's is um, defined as having... Three ticks, one of them a vocal tick. So she had um a sniffing tick and two of them motor ticks. So hers was blinking and um kind of twitching of the shoulder. And over time her her actual ticks had changed. and also she'd re- well, a couple of years ago she'd been for a diagnosis, so she got diagnosed on the kind of um lower to middle end of the Tourette scale um and she was offered something called habit replacement therapy oh no sorry habit reversal therapy um which again led me to believe that you know this this can be changed so that's why we decided to to give it a go um so yeah there are there are so many different levels of ticks, and yeah as you say people often regard it as as the vocal ticks and things Mm -hmm. but um yeah I mean she um herself she said only a few people know about knew about her Tourettes, so she hadn't kind of officially told most people, so she was kind of someone who who you wouldn't have really known that she had this, but you know after the sessions and her having overcome this, she didn't have neckache anymore, so you know it can affect people in so many different ways right was yeah. this
0: uh was it worsened by stress or
1: um yes, she said it was worsened by stress stress um tiredness excitement um when she was having a drink and relaxing in that way so so many different factors which is one of the reasons I didn't want to tackle it from the say anxiety um point of view because it wasn't just anxiety that exacerbated it Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: interesting keep me informed please that's a a very exciting area to work in
1: yes it is
0: (laughs) But you mentioned that uh, you
1: had been seeing her for phobias. Is that an area also of interest for you? It is, yes. I've always um, been really fascinated with how the brain works and um, how phobias are, are kind of formed and how we can't take conscious control of our phobias. So um, I actually got into hypnotherapy because um, I'd had a fear of flying, um, which I had hypnotherapy for about probably nearly 20 years ago now. And Was, it, it changed. Excuse me.
0: Excuse me, was that based yes.
1: on a on something real? Had had
0: you, you know, had a particularly bumpy flight that caused you to be phobic or just came
1: out of nowhere? No, I do remember the, the flight that caused it. Nothing actually happened, but everyone on the flight was asleep. And I was looking out of the window and there was a tropical lightning storm going on below. And I think that just got my brain thinking and worrying. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, every flight I took, it, the phobia seemed to get worse and worse until you know, to, by the end, it was ruining the end of a holiday for me, because I'd spend two days worrying about having to get on a flight. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I ended up having three hypnotherapy sessions. And, you know, it totally changed, changed that for me, I had no fear since. So I think that's an area I'm really interested in, because I've experienced it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so fear of flying is something that you see fairly often, it's a fairly common fear it is, is yeah there's a there's yeah. a lot around travel in general that people get you obviously leaving your comfort zone even if you're going to a very comfortable place
1: um exactly. so what other kind of phobias have you handled um it seems to um see a lot of people for um motorway driving or driving in general um mm-hmm. that seems to be quite a common one and you know the usual kind of you know needles and spiders and um button phobias i mean there are
0: that's an interest. That that's buttons. an interesting one. This mm. is buttons on the person on their clothes, or just if see buttons that have been dropped, would freak people out? No, um, on that kind it, of phobia. It
1: depends. I think it okay. depends on the person. So I saw one boy who had a button phobia, and his mother thought it came from when he swallowed um, something kind of button shaped when he was about two years old, and he he couldn't wear any buttons on his school clothes and things. But he was about to change schools and had to wear a blazer and things. So that's why they were kind of coming to tackle this Mm -hmm. phobia. Um, I know someone else who who had a button phobia and it was it was buttons on clothing that didn't serve a purpose. So they were fine with buttons like on a shirt that were there to be done up. But you know how, you know, some some shirts and things have extra buttons on just for for actual. Yes.
0: And I I don't like frills and furbelows for no reason. Mm -hmm. I'm very form follows function. But (laughs) but actually frightened of additional
1: um not so much frightened but more more disgusted by it oh Um, really yeah i I think actual aversion to it yeah yeah so i think i think everyone's different but i mean you can pretty much have a phobia about anything really true true
0: yeah do you have pretty much the same approach to all of those or do you need to dig deep into what is causing it
1: Um, Well I'm a solution focused hypnotherapist so it's not so much about looking at the cause um, and with you know there's kind of two types of phobias the way I see it so there's the specific phobias like um, the kind of more simple ones like spiders or needles and kind of the things that you can that you can put in a box you know something Mm -hmm. really
0: discreet a a discreet thing
1: yeah. yeah Yeah. Or even even flying would be in that category because it's very specific. But then other phobias, um, something like a metaphobia, the fear of fear of vomit, something like that. It's a mm-hmm. bit more it's a bit more complex. So, yeah, the, the specific ones kind of follow a three session protocol and it's quite straightforward, really. And then others are that are a bit more complex, probably I'd see people for a few more sessions. Yeah,
0: Um, that's interesting. I mean, I have to get you back again to talk some more because we're out of time. (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank Thank you. you, Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening in. I do hope you join us again next month to hear about another aspect of health that hypnosis can help. Bye bye.